0: Yes.
1: And I'm Andrew.
0: And welcome to Swimcast episode 3.
1: Yay! We made it. Ooh. <laughs> this is maybe viable. It's a
0: it's a thing. <laughs> I think I so. I think three times classifies it as a legit thing.
1: 3 3.5 cuz there was episode 00. Oh, yeah.
0: All right.
1: Episode 00 as I called it.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, the fact that we did one was amazing, but now it's a thing.
1: Yes. I, no, I think we I, I think we might be able to continue this.
0: Yeah, because it was definitely one of those things where like, hey, we should totally go for coffee sometime and never do. Yes. That was <laughs> the idea for this podcast.
1: Right. How, how long was this in pre-production? A year. A year? <laughs> As in, hey, this is a cool idea. We should do this. But, uh, well... Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we've made it to episode three. Oh, and I just wanted to say, you are my shorter Persav. <laughs> Explain. Okay. Shordur Persav is a word that comes from the ancient Tibetan language, and it roughly translates as short-duration personal savior. And uh, that's because you brought bubble tea for us. So thank you (laughs) so much.
0: That's a very short duration.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I was all ready to have a a savior complex. And now I'm like, oh, it's just about bubble tea. (laughs) Yes, it's
1: it's, it's not like a long-term savior, like uh, whatever religion you want to subscribe (laughs) to or not. But it's something that is fleeting, but in the moment is so amazing. So Ah. thank you.
0: You're welcome. It was it was purely (laughs) selfish because I wanted bubble tea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, what have you been up to lately?
0: Last night, a friend and I went to the International Burlesque Festival.
1: Oh, detail!
0: This this is actually my first time going to burlesque. Although I will have to say, I loved it. I thought it was fun. It was definitely like inclusive and about body positivity and all that kind of stuff. And it was fantastic but I feel like the tone shifts could have been monitored a little bit better because one of the performances almost brought me to tears. It was beautiful. First of all, it was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. She looked like Jennifer Lopez and she'd been the principal dancer of the National Ballet of Mexico. Oh, wow. And the only thing that made it her was nipple pasties, but everything else about it was (laughs) gorgeous, like ballet, modern dance, stunning. They followed that with a woman dressed like a big rat who simulated oral sex on a big piece of cheese that was made out of foam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) Wow, okay. Uh,
0: uh. It gets weirder, it gets weirder. Please tell. So, in this rat performance, the simulated oral sex gave the rat diarrhea and then (laughs) proceeded to like explode pellets all over the stage it was
1: this is getting unsexy quick it was
0: very unsexy i didn't even clap for that one i was like i do not like this i do not like it at all the act following that was ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage lieutenant commander data oh
1: my god
0: (laughs) and it was a woman dressed as data from star trek the next generation nice And it proceeded to play the audio from the fully functional episode (laughs) whereby this woman, dressed as Data, started to dance like Channing Tatum in Magic Mike. Wow. (laughs) It was really upsetting and confusing a little bit. (laughs) Because my friend and I were both like, is Data hot now? Like, are we attracted to this woman playing a robot playing Magic Mike?
1: Well, Dana is fully functional.
0: It's is fully functional. Yeah, they even had one of the other dancers dressed as Tasha Yar from that episode oh, nice. come out like nice. adorned in like scarves. And it was it was wild, but it was great fun. I'll definitely go see more burlesque shows with my friend and yeah, it was good,
1: oh, good times. Good time. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I guess we have to confess that we are big uh, TNG nerds. Oh yes. And uh, yeah, we love uh, we love that. There is a certain podcast that yeah. we religiously listen to. Are we going to name? Yeah. It off unauthorized
0: it? shout out. Uh, unauthorized greatest Generation. Out. Yes. I mean, they don't need our free promos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh,
1: but if you're into the Greatest Generation. And a lot of dick jokes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel they're, like they're I funny feel guys. Like
0: we're a spiritual cousin of yes. that in our format. <laughs> I mean, they were part of our inspiration of let's review something terrible kind of podcast I guess. Right. So check it out if you have a chance. Good nice. fun.
1: Oh, wow, that's pretty exciting. I know there's a lot of uh, burlesque shows in town, especially at the Rio Theater.
0: Uh, unauthorized shout out
1: unauthorized shout out but i spent a lot of time there i donated to keeping the real alive when they were they were at risk of being uh developed
0: consumed by the soul-sucking real estate machine that is vancouver thank you
1: that's (laughs) well put yes they were going to be forced out and it was going to be torn down to make room for yet another expensive condo that nobody in Vancouver can afford.
0: Yeah so yeah good on you, good on the burlesque festival. I think yeah there's definitely a lot of overlap it was just at a different venue because it was a larger a larger performance that night but like I said it's usually on a school night (laughs) at the Rio so I'll get dragged out eventually.
1: Yes. I'm often trying to drag Jessica out to various shows around town with very little success because they're on a school night.
0: Yeah, I don't stay up past 9:30 on school nights. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You're chronologically older than me but I'm spiritually so much older. Than me. <laughs> I'm such an old lady. Last night the show didn't start till 8 and the intermission was at 9:30 and I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> but I did. I got a second wind.
1: Jessica, tell me about this movie. What is this movie that I am coming blind into?
0: All right, so I likewise am coming blind into this week's watch. It's going to be uh, 1999's "Drive Me Crazy."
1: You have not seen this movie. I have
0: not. I must. I took a pass for some reason. Maybe because it didn't have any cute boys in it. Probably <laughs> was the reason. Obviously, uh, well, it's starring Melissa Joan Hart of Sabrina the Teenage Witch fame. Big Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan. Okay. And also, she featured quite heavily last right. last podcast
1: as the annoying character, the yearbook girl, girl who went around getting everyone to sign her yearbook. That's right.
0: The love interest in this movie is Adrian Grenier of Entourage fame.
1: Oh, (laughs) oh, okay. That makes much more sense. Now I was looking at the cover. There was something vaguely familiar, but I couldn't place him. Now that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I've never, likewise, I've never seen an episode of Entourage, but I just, I guess something about him is and always has been deeply unappealing so we'll see if this movie can change my mind. <laughs> the one thing I do know about this movie is that this movie gave us the stop remix of Drive Me Crazy by Britney Spears. Arguably one of the best things to come out of the Swedish pop machine of the late 1990s so I I'm would looking still, forward to that. No,
1: I still I, I disagree with you that that is peak Britney. To me toxic is huh. peak Toxic is Pete Brittany. It was the pinnacle before the fall down the other side of the mountain. No,
0: Toxic, you're late to the game.
1: No, it's the best video. <laughs> it is pure pop perfection. Well,
0: the best video, yeah, obviously.
1: <laughs>
0: Dancing around with a snake. It's like, it's like the burlesque show I went to last night. Only oh, everyone in that video so is So this is a remix
1: of the, the, the snake video. No, no, what? no, no. no. No, the song that you're to- talking about.
0: The song that you're talking about. Oh, talk, no, to- oh, that was Slave for You.
1: Okay, I didn't like that song. Oh,
0: yeah. That was, so Toxic was that the was one gross. with the stewardess.
1: Yes, no, yeah. I, know, I know what I'm talking
0: I'm, I'm reminding myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had an interjection by Caroline. <laughs>
0: Caroline says that, oh, Andrew knows what Toxic is. is that- <laughs> <laughs> he knows the video quite well. <laughs>
1: because it was pure pop perfection it was was the pinnacle of britney
0: but i don't know i'll let you hear the music in this movie and we'll we'll try and change your mind
1: okay we'll see (laughs) all
0: right shall we roll it let's roll it let's roll all right we'll be back
1: We're back from the movie first question where the hell do we even start with this movie wow
0: wow this dvd was both the best and worst three dollars i've ever spent at a thrift store <laughs> the dvd case has p chan written on it so thank you p chan for this gift <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you got this at where
0: the thrift store the salvation army thrift store
1: ah okay wow i I don't know what to even make of this movie uh, because we were both coming into this one blind. As I think you mentioned, you have not seen this movie either. So we did not know what to expect and good and bad. Wow. What do you (laughs) what do
0: we we talk about first? Being speechless doesn't really work for a podcast. No, it doesn't. That kind of describes my my feelings after watching it. The one thing I said, and partway through the movie I had to stop and start googling things, is that everything I expected of this movie, especially re the Britney song, which was all I knew of the movie, I figured all of it felt really shoehorned in, or like not even part of the movie. And when I did some research throughout the movie, that's exactly what happened. They changed the name of the movie after they got the rights to the Britney song.
1: So. They had already started a movie under a different title, yes. and then they got the rights and changed everything.
0: Well, the movie was based on a book, which I didn't know, called "The Girl Who Gave Birth to Her Own Prom Date," which itself, wow. which itself,
1: problematic,
0: <laughs> which itself had its title changed to "How I Created My Own Prom Date." So there's just so many layers happening here that I was not expecting. Uh, We need to tease them apart.
1: Well, because we have the DVD to watch this, there were DVD extras, one of them being the Britney video. Iconic. And the Jars of Clay video, who, I don't know who they were. Christian Uh, Rock. Christian Rock group that were also on the Zomba label, which is Britney's label, and I don't even know where they were featured in the soundtrack. They're very
0: generic,
1: generic and forgettable, as a lot of the soundtrack is. I was shazamming through the movie and it would come up with because there would be a song in the background and it seemed to be featured. And I would look up this artist and I never heard of these people. It's yeah. weird.
0: Like the sound of the songs was very of a time, but the actual songs themselves were, yeah, the artists unknown, the songs unknown. I think in my notes, I wrote early pop punk question mark and Lisa Loeb question mark. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Lisa Loeb. It was some unknown to this day
1: well, artist. At the beginning we were kind of talking about what, they couldn't afford the Fine Young Cannibals for She Drives Me Crazy. And obviously, they got Brittany, so maybe they had.
0: It was 1999. <laughs> Brittany was the bigger get.
1: That's true. Fine Young Cannibals, I guess, more of an 80s thing. I think
0: like That's 91, m- I yeah. want to say.
1: Okay. I Because I remember the Fine Young Cannibals, so yeah, yeah. it's more That's of my time.
0: Ooh, ooh, she just, yeah.
1: Good one. And that's
0: in
1: my head. <laughs> obviously, one of the tracks that gets featured two times is Ario Speedwagon." What's the song? Oh, okay. Keep on loving yeah, me. Yeah, keep on.
0: Lo- I don't wanna keep on loving, loving you. you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and oh, <laughs> wow. Obviously, that was for the director. Yeah,
0: uh, or the screenwriter. Or somebody. Yes.
1: To that was to please some older person working on the film yeah yeah, I mean that was such a different generation that's late 70s early 80s yeah around that around 1980
0: yeah so
1: that was somebody's favorite song that's for sure and not only did they play it as being on the radio as they were driving but there was the punk girl band the electro Cutes. great
0: band name actually (laughs) I like them
1: yeah they weren't really punk because they were far too cute. Unlike at the alt bar that they go to, they go oh, to this yeah. alternative bar, and there was a all-girl band there too who were more of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean there was a, like the micro genre of the time of like girl punk, which featured heavily in the you know ten things I Hate About You, yes. like, Bikini Kill, and all those things that right. you know Julia Styles' character was into.
1: But the Electrocutes, they also covered that Ario Speedwagon song, which was so bizarre.
0: As you do, as yeah. a pop punk band of the late nineties. <laughs> you wanna you wanna cover all your bases.
1: Oh, and of course they had to squeeze in a bare naked lady song. Have it was a get... good
0: one though.
1: Yeah, which one was it?
0: Because it, it was oh, it's all been done.
1: It's all been done, yes.
0: I do, I like that. I genuinely like that, Bernie. It wasn't one week, which was just of the time, like, let's cram all the pop culture references into a song. song. True. It was very, like, pure Bare Naked Ladies.
1: Yes. But we're three movies in, and I think everyone is ticked at the Bare Naked Ladies box.
0: I think so. <laughs> this one didn't have any Smash Mouth,
1: though. Oh, at thank least... God.
0: <laughs> at least not that I, could... that I noticed
1: yes that was certainly uh a plus for this movie not having smash modes
0: another plus also i think shoehorned in post at the house party trope uh <laughs> backstreet boys remix i did like excited kermit flail <laughs> arms when it came <laughs> on i was like yes this is my jam
1: oh that made me laugh because i know <laughs> you're insanely rabid backstreet boys fan
0: forever and always
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince you that BTS is the way to go.
0: No, what's... no, I'm too old for that.
1: (laughs) Another weird part of the music was with all of this forgettable pop songs that they play, when they go and they kiss... Like, uh, swelling swelling, orchestra!
0: Right! It's (laughs) like,
1: this makes no sense because there's been no orchestral kind of music throughout the entire movie. So that, oh, that was, it just jumps right out.
0: You know how they got the Britney song, they ended up shoehorning it in, changing the name of the movie. I think they were angling for a featured Brandy song because it was
1: mentioned <laughs> a lot. Well, they really harped on the Brandy. <laughs> but they didn't and actually was so play funny. any
0: Brandy song. Yeah, the best line in the whole movie, I wrote it down. Oh, I have to, sorry, flip my paper. The best line in the whole movie, and I wrote it down was, we have a brandy style cover band that is so right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> How do you have the brandy style as a band? It was like very, what's the word I'm looking for? very engineered, pro- overly produced R&B. How do and, you have a cover band in the style of that?
1: And, and let's just think about this for a second, a brandy cover band.
0: Maybe Jars of Clay was oh is actually my. a brandy cover band. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got their big start. Right. on top of the world by Jars of Clay. Wow. (laughs) The Boy Is Mine by Jars (laughs) of Clay.
1: (laughs) Oh, so they wrote all of Brandy's songs.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. Okay, I like this.
1: (laughs) I'm really liking this. This
0: is my um, alternative history.
1: Right. So watching the videos that were on the DVD. So they had the official video, which was really bizarre, because like you said, they they shoehorned it in later. They actually got the main characters into the music video.
0: It was 90s. Cross promotion. Right. I'm surprised that there wasn't like Pepsi being consumed in the video. (laughs) Right.
1: Pepsi was what do you call that? What what do you call that when you put it in the shot? Um, Product placement. Product placement. There was Pepsi product placement at Meteor Burgers. Oh,
0: I didn't even notice that. Because like the Britney Pepsi commercials were like huge.
1: Yes, right. Like this 99
0: to early 2000s. I'd
1: forgotten the crossover elements. Yeah, it was all
0: just like desperately trying to sell this movie.
1: Yes, but there was Pepsi in the shots of (laughs) Meteor Burgers. They went with a generic made-up restaurant chain Meteor Burgers, but Pepsi was there.
0: Yeah, I feel like the people who wrote this movie and then the people who shot this movie and the people who released this movie all were after different things, which was more or less confirmed by like when I was looking at the trivia about the name change by shoehorning and Brittany. Apparently, the author of the book, the original book was like, how dare you change my art? (laughs) Even though I'm like, it's a book from 1996 called I gave birth to my prom date or something. High art. but. I get it, though, that the studio was saying, we need more Britney, we need some brandy, let's have a Gillian Anderson reference to yes. put it like firmly in the 90s, whereas the author, I think, was intending to make it a bit more timeless teen story.
1: Right. Not only did you have the Britney video, a 1990s, big budget video, but then you have iconic the...
0: it's iconic It's was it better than toxic yes no yes no lies
1: no The
0: green tank top thing no,
1: no 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 no
0: peak britney
1: no what's the one where she's like a, a moon girl in a red outfit?
0: oh uh, oops 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 i did it again that was after oops this
1: higher than this one this
0: was her first <laughs> album though so this is like if you're in the know about britney then you know okay i
1: was not a huge britney fan Outside of Toxic, not. as previously mentioned.
0: I think Brittany was like 17 in that video.
1: Well, yeah, that's very problematic. Awesome. <laughs> Whatever. They also had the other video for Jars of Clay.
0: I don't even remember wow. the song. Wow. So it, forgettable. It's so, so forgettable. So forgettable. And the
1: video was the worst. With the
0: lowest budget.
1: L- yes. Just garbage.
0: It was generic band no one had heard of walking around city streets intercut with scenes from the movie with weird like blue screen yes
1: (laughs) it was a total clip show yeah unlike the the britney video where the actors are actually in the video this is just taking clips from the movie and shoehorning them into an abysmal video so, Jessica, what did you find in this movie that you think we have to explain to the children?
0: As much as we've already said they've tried to shoehorn in a lot of the 90s commercial elements, there wasn't a lot screaming 90s at me. There was a few things, like a few of the fashion things. The fact that the best friend was played by the same best friend from 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> but that, that's... <laughs> the that same
1: actress. But that's just...
0: Casting. Casting. (laughs)
1: Uh, Uh,
0: What's the word? Typecast. Typecast. Yeah. you typecast a best friend. Right. In a 90s movie. Actually, the most 90s thing was basketball player Brad Chad.
1: Brad Chad. (laughs) Brad Chad.
0: Chad Brad. His hair. The hair of 1999. It was the Nick Carter parted in the middle, (sighs) blonde curtains framing the face. Was
1: his hair bleach blonde
0: oh it was absolutely bleach blonde that was the most 90s a lot of the fashion surprisingly little jumped out at me oh during the makeover montage which they all of course had to feature the sweater that she put on adrian grenier it was just forest green navy blue with a stripe across the chest that was the sweater of teen boys of 1990s. they had to have that it was also in Ten Things I Hate About You with uh, Andrew Keegan's character. It was okay. so of the time.
1: Well, I'm so fashion backward as opposed to forward. Yeah,
0: I screamed and wrote down <laughs> the sweater.
1: <laughs> yes, I, but, I I remember you screaming that. that <laughs> I didn't. I totally did not understand what you yeah.
0: meant. But most of the fashion otherwise, I mean, it had a hint of 90s because it had to because it was filmed in the 90s. So it was things that existed, but there was no like overt trends. From the 90s that were screaming at me really loud. A lot of the stuff I'd wear it now, honestly.
1: The clothing did seem a little bit more neutral than neutral.
0: That's a perfect word in for it. Yeah.
1: other movies where there were things that were so 90s. You, you mentioned the hair clips and yeah. things like that that nobody wore outside of a two-year window.
0: Well, Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, for example, is peak 90s her fashion on that show the colors the butterfly hair clips in this it was a lot more uh, yeah neutral toned down
1: see you mentioned that you watched a lot of Sabrina all, of, all it. of it okay I watched none of it I do know what you're talking about because I would flip past it on cable and <laughs> come across this and go this is not for me I should not be watching this and move on quickly
0: Speaking of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Britney Spears was on an episode, probably the same year, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina conjured her somehow with one of her magic spells. Oh, I'm feeling down. I want some Britney Spears. Snapped her fingers, and Britney appeared on the show. Which is funny, because going back, I don't know if our producer wants to edit this factoid back into (laughs) the list of factoids. About the name change of the movie, Melissa Joan Hart fought the producers because she, quote, thought Britney's career wouldn't take off, and it would date the movie.
1: Wow. <laughs> so,
0: uh, 2019, where's Britney? Where's Melissa Jen Hart?
1: <laughs> Both of them are kind of gone, aren't they?
0: No, Britney's still a thing.
1: Okay. She's, really? She's had
0: her Vegas residency Is she back? forever. Oh, okay. And she hosted X Factor or something. I mean, she hasn't had a single in a while, but... It's more recent than Melissa Joan Hart has done anything.
1: I can't see Britney having a single again.
0: Uh, so, fighting words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch would have been before this movie? After this movie?
0: Spanning this movie, I would have oh. said it probably went 96 to early aughts it changed networks and I stopped watching it because I sort of turned 1920 and was too old for it moving (laughs) on but yeah this would have been peak Sabrina the Teenage Witch peak early Britney
1: Hmm.
0: hence co-marketing the co-branding
1: Right. things that kind of jumped out for me was one of them goes into the kitchen and there's an olive green fridge
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not 90s. That's pre-90s, I would say.
1: Right. So the fact that a fridge isn't silver or white.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Today, everything is either silver or white, maybe black, but olive green. A bit strange.
0: (laughs) A bit different. It happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Turquoise blue was a big thing in my parents' house. Oh,
0: that's coming back huge. Oh, God. Mid-century modern. Now it's like... You if go KitchenAid. into...
1: <laughs> Caroline, if you're gonna interject, you have to come closer to the mics. You
0: KitchenAid is putting out uh, their stand mixers in all those like... Oh, the, the retro colors, colors. Yeah, the KitchenAid yeah, yeah. stand mixers.
1: Caroline loves stand mixers.
0: Yes, Who doesn't? You oh. can only have one. <laughs> one might... You can only have one.
1: <laughs> like the Highlander? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there can only be one KitchenAid stand mixer.
1: So, Caroline, would you say you stand stand mixers? No. <laughs> <laughs> I already got my KitchenAid. Oh, kit. wow. Cookie. Okay, way to let me down on that one, there. Bang, bang, bang! She crushes his testicles with an oversized comical mallet. Bang, bang, bang! She crushes his testicles. Bang, 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 bang.
0: When you walk into a furniture store now, all of the furniture, it's really expensive and it looks like your grandparents' house. (laughs) The mid-century modern, like, I love this coffee table. I think my grandma had it. It's $1,400.
1: Oh, I would not know. I would not know. I will not pay the money for this and then I'll go to Ikea. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things also that kind of jumped out on me. One of
0: the things. Whoa, a 3D TV.
1: 3D TV, yeah. Uh, one of the things that jumped out at me as well was in the lockers at the high school, one of the girls had a cutout from the Weekly World News
0: Whoa. posted
1: in her locker. What so am- this this was a tabloid magazine. No, this was a tabloid newspaper. It didn't have any color pictures. So it was all black and white and it had the most insane stories like Bat Boy. Yeah, Bat Boy Bat was Boy. on the cover at least once every eight weeks.
0: I forgot that's not really a thing anymore. It's gone. Weekly World News, I remember that. It,
1: it migrated that a, online and then it's it's really gone.
0: Maybe it's a So I Married an Axe Murderer reference.
1: <laughs> Other things were the fact that uh, the one kid has a camcorder to take a video. Oh yeah. Because phones didn't Nobody even had a cell phone.
0: Um, There was cordless phones for sure. There
1: were cordless phones. Nobody was carrying a cell phone. True. And designated Dave had a pager.
0: Oh, right. He was
1: responding to pages.
0: Okay. There was the pager. Cause that sort of goes back to what I was saying where I think the author of the book and or screenwriter intended this to be a bit more evergreen and not date it with all of the fads of the time. One thing, have you watched on Netflix the show called Sex Education? No. Well, Gillian Anderson tying it in What their reference. Oh yeah, Gillian Anderson. But I feel like if this story had gotten the treatment of the Sex Education series, it it could have been good. I think this was a really good movie hiding inside of a really shitty movie. <laughs> I like <laughs> it wasn't created as a Frankenstein monster of all of the 90s things put together like part of that being the cast. I didn't recognize hardly anyone other than the two main characters and maybe two secondary characters. Nobody was familiar as opposed to Can't Hardly Wait which was obviously designed in a lab to be (laughs) the most 90s thing to ever exist. Right. So if it had gotten more of a quote-unquote prestige treatment, I think it could be really good. Hmm. Reboot, people. Are you listening?
1: Reboot. Another thing that was kind of hilarious, and we've talked about this before, is they do have the internet, but it's fairly primitive. And one of them says the line, cyber girls are hot.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, because there's, an, again, the catfish girlfriend right, on the Dave- internet designated
1: i thought for sure dave was being catfished he was going to end up as the gimp in somebody's basement or (laughs) (laughs) something like that nobody worried about. i don't want that
0: for dave i love dave (laughs) he was
1: i was oh i think dave is my low-key
0: favorite character he's so sweet
1: and and he ends up with the cute girl yeah yeah
0: so all of those elements... So he didn't get catfished, yeah. No. And sort of the secondary characters getting a satisfying sort of... What's the word I'm looking mm. for? Incident, denouement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or conclusion to their little mini side stories was re- more of a book thing than a movie thing. So I thought that was a good tie-in.
1: That's true. The movie actually seemed to care about the secondary characters. And they were a
0: bit more fleshed out than in other movies. They mm. weren't just... Or even They
1: weren't there just to support the main characters.
0: Yeah, or be, to be caricatures. They were all sort right. of unique in some way.
1: Yes, they were I, real I mean, evil. there
0: was the jock, but even the jock, no one was a super nerd. No one was... Like, even the jocks, they all kind of talked to each other. They were kind of respectful of each other. They didn't really... I mean, they didn't mix and mingle and hang out socially, but right. there was no big, like, hey, nerd and, like, shoving people in lockers. And I think that was a lot more, like, real high school than, you know, usually these films are.
1: Yes. Jumping to the house party, it wasn't like the other movies where every group in the school was there. Yeah. It was more the select cool kids. Yeah, And who were that friends. was a little more realistic. Yeah, they were friends
0: with each other. And so they went to the same party, and it made sense. Mm-hmm. Because they tried to play the whole making over adrian grenier's character like he wasn't a real outcast or loser to start with there was a few things that they threw in that tried to make him seem that way but he seemed pretty just kind of normal and then when they made him over they tried to make it be like oh you're invading their worlds but it's like eh, but it wasn't it wasn't
1: as extreme yes there weren't the extreme of he was the rebel and going to the preppy the transition was very gentle.
0: Exactly. And Nobody even,
1: really freaked out about this.
0: Yeah, they were like, oh, hey, you're here? You're here. Cool, like, come watch right. basketball with us. It wasn't like, hey, nerd, what are you doing here? Like, or like, <laughs> nerdy girl takes off glasses and is now hot. Let's kind of her hair
1: down and shakes it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: In terms of the characterization, there were no extremes, which was actually really good, which kind of let you focus more on the story. Mm. which i guess we haven't even explained the premise of this movie which i didn't even know going in going in totally blind is that melissa Joan hart wants to pretend date adrian grenier who's her boy next door neighbor to make the basketball player jealous
1: he goes along with it because he just got dumped by his girlfriend yeah and he is also trying to make her jealous yeah his girlfriend jealous
0: yeah, and then obviously Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier end up together at the end because it's a little bit predictable. Yes. Even though it didn't follow a lot of the predictable story elements, it's still predictable.
1: <laughs> it is a Hollywood movie. Yeah.
0: I keep saying Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. I don't remember their names. Nicole and Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Caroline, Nicole and Nicole Chase. Nicole and
1: Chase apparently. <laughs> Because Caroline remembers the names. <laughs> Caroline was paying attention.
0: She wasn't even watching, she's listening oh, from the yeah.
1: other room. <laughs> I'm doing the trivia on a movie. Oh, sh- oh okay. <laughs> oh, one of the things, too, that was kind of interesting was using human go betweens to find out if there was any interest.
0: Right, very. Uh, you have
1: runners. Is it waiting too.
0: for Godot or. Is that the, I don't know. The old, like it's a French play from like the 1800s where it's like the guy whispering lines to his friend to woo the other girl.
1: Oh, out. that is no, 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 no. The, the movie you're thinking of, they did a remake of it. I know what it is now it is Steve Martin, Roxanne.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: So yes. Steve Martin has the giant nose. Yeah. And he whispers the words. To the dumb but good looking jock guy. he like a
0: ski instructor, I seem to remember. I, th-
1: I think so. That was filmed, I believe, in Nelson, BC. It was. Yes.
0: That's a diversion movie. <laughs> 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 so, millennials, there's this thing called, this movie called Roxanne from the <laughs> 80s.
1: There were a couple other things that were certainly of their time. The fact that all of the cool dudes had blue blockers <laughs> were
0: those the yellow sunglasses? Those
1: are the yellow sunglasses.
0: Okay. Very, so that yeah. was a
1: thing. That was there was infomercials for blue blockers, and and that was the cool thing.
0: I remember. I didn't remember them as blue blockers. I just remembered tons of yellow sunglasses at the time. Remember that? DJ Chris Shepard, right? <laughs> and. Seconds.
1: The funny thing is that blue blockers are back for a different reason, because we've been switching all of our lights from incandescent over to first the compact fluorescents and now to the LEDs. The problem is that they have a lot of the blue spectrum.
0: Right, like phones and TVs.
1: Phones and TVs, and screens. this messes up our bodies yeah, because our brains take the blue light in and process that as hey it's morning yeah but it's 10 at night and that's why people don't sleep properly this is an excerpt from Andrew's one-man play the truth and other damned lies
0: yeah exactly and all the new cell phones that are coming out are like you have like, a program built in or yes. things like that
1: I bought some I bought some blue blocking <laughs> Shades recently. Oh no. <laughs> Just
0: turn off your goddamn phone,
1: Andrew. Where's oh. the Miranda at night? I wear my sunglasses at night. Oh <laughs> so
0: you can so you can see?
1: So I could sleep at night. <laughs> the other thing too was the reference to Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, which as a teenager wouldn't mean much to you in the nineties, but it no. was a huge success. For adults. I and deadbeat
0: dads, apparently.
1: <laughs> I guess so. In the
0: context of this film.
1: <laughs> but it was a huge book. I did not read it, but a lot of people were influenced by it. Don't know much about it. Go do your own research. We don't <laughs> Google like... it. Yes. Google. It's your friend. Or if you don't want to be tracked, use DuckDuckGo. That's a better one.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Google it
1: duck duck go in search
0: it on facebook
1: (laughs) really (laughs) don't search it on facebook
0: mark zuckerberg is listening to us right now andrew (laughs) my phone is listening
1: my phone is too (laughs) so sad so you want to talk about cute boys now
0: i do i always want to talk about cute boys so uh, as I previously mentioned, the Chad Brad with his Nick Carter curtains haircut. No, no, that's what I was about to okay. say. Okay, so boring. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, do- 1999 me would have been putting posters from the Tiger Beat on my wall. 2019 me is
1: so bored. So <laughs> bored.
0: <laughs> Tiger Beat still a thing? Is it? Is it? Yeah.
1: Are magazines still a thing?
0: Yeah, because you gotta get posters. You can't get posters on the internet. You gotta get posters. Teen girls still put posters on their wall. I okay. have a 14 year old niece. One Direction, floor to ceiling.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> so, yeah, Chad Brad, 1990s me, would have loved it. But this movie, I'm so bored. He was so boring. He was a brick wall. Not even a brick wall. Brick walls are interesting. He was a dry wall.
1: There wasn't much to him. He was no. very flat.
0: Yeah. I loved Designated Dave. He was so sweet.
1: <laughs> but 1990s you would not have given him the time of day. oh
0: no, yes. 90, 1990s me was a huge nerd. I would have given him the time of day. Mmm. He wouldn't until
1: somebody with puka shells came by.
0: (laughs) I mean, he didn't have frosted tits or anything, so (laughs) no. Designated Dave was so sweet, but also Adrian Grenier, who I previously mentioned, is incredibly unappealing. Very appealing. What? (laughs) So cute, so handsome.
1: And his hair. His hair looks so different when he slicked it down. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize him.
0: I wrote down the note: Proto Harry Styles. Because from One Direction, are you not following? So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, I do. (laughs) One Direction does not really compute. Anyways, I know peripherally of One Direction.
0: (laughs) I shouldn't be as into One Direction as I am at my age. It's the it's the overlap with my fourteen year old niece when she came to visit me. I kept torturing her. I was like. Kayla, who's your favorite One Direction? And she wouldn't tell me. I was like, is it Harry? Okay, let me help you. It goes, Harry, Niall, Liam, Louis, Zayn. <laughs> I'm like, Auntie, why are you so weird? <laughs> anyway, so I got vibes. And he was very handsome in this movie. But then he turned into Entourage. So,
1: yeah, that's, it's a very limited... That's problematic.
0: A very limited... Well, he was very handsome, in his character, as we've established, he was just kind of a normal guy. He wasn't extreme loner. He wasn't extreme jock douche. He was just kind of the boy next door.
1: True, yes. With it, really he nice wasn't... hair. <laughs> when, it, when it was curly. That slick down hair. The side part. Oh. oh. It, it didn't suit so much. No, that did not work.
0: So, Andrew, were any of these adult women playing teenage girls appealing to you in this film?
1: No, but I will clarify that 80s Andrew would have been probably smitten by, what was her name? Divine? Yeah. The
0: the girl who she had bulimia or something and became a hot girl and then she was that really a nerdy girl at heart. Right.
1: Because she was the glow up.
0: Right. (laughs) Excellent (laughs) use of glow up, Andrew.
1: (laughs) Patting myself on the back
0: because her character ended up being designated dave's not catfish
1: right right and it was that was adorable yes so i think 80s andrew would have been totally smitten by that girl (laughs) (laughs) but current Andrew is like no this is all wrong wrong (laughs) wrong 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 i will say that melissa joan hart's dad was pretty cool because he was a, a, that guy. Seventh, and... He was
0: the dad from Seventh Heaven. Oh is that
1: what it is? Yeah. Again a show I don't know much about. Yeah. That but was he... something you watched. No not at no? all. It was
0: garbage. <laughs> I knew it existed though and it was part of the zeitgeist.
1: Right. So I thought he was interesting. I, I liked him. Here's dad with hot air balloons.
0: Deadbeat dad.
1: Deadbeat dad but Hot air balloons, come on. I was gonna say
0: helicopter parent, and that he like swoops in every once in a while, but he's He's a hot air air balloon balloon
1: parent. parent. Deep
0: Thanks. breaths. Deep okay. breaths. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first here. Copyright. Copyright.
0: <laughs> We're gonna reference that in the non-podcast world, and people are not gonna know why. We think it's so funny. I mean, we have a lot of in-jokes.
1: We do anyway. that already.
0: I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh
1: god. <laughs> Yeah, there were other things in the movie, too, that were a little, I thought, on the stereotype Smackdown spectrum. Okay. <laughs> Tropy?
0: A little tropey?
1: Yes. His goth girlfriend, but she was kind of goth light.
0: Oh, very yeah. very light.
1: Her friends were more goth. Oh, like yeah. Like her pierced nipple friend.
0: I thought the casting of that was interesting, which w- they were kind of genuinely, I don't want to say unattractive but not conventionally attractive actresses they casted as her friends.
1: Yes, you couldn't just put them in other clothes and throw them in the party scene.
0: And then they'd be like the hot girl in different clothes in another movie. Like they were interesting. Probably not, yes. They seemed to fit the culture that they were supposed to be playing.
1: Right. Uh, Another thing that drove me nuts, not only shoes in the bed, shoes on the bed. That's America. Americans do that. They wear shoes in the house. Please stop doing this. It's so weird. Don't do it. Take the shoes off. You come in the house. You take the shoes off.
0: (laughs) You didn't live in Japan or anything, did you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You take the shoes off at the door. (laughs) Okay. It's just the way it is. (laughs) Yeah. Nice Japan (laughs) burn. Oh, another stereotype movie trope was she drops her phone out the window. This is a cordless phone, not a cell phone, of course. <laughs> she drops it out the window and it hits a cat because you wow. hear it. Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah. That, that, that was comedy. Yeah. I had a, a genuine laugh at that one. It, it did make me laugh. It was kind of a, a silly moment in the movie. Yeah. That wasn't Bro- a broad. comedy movie. Yeah it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't
0: funny, was it? It
1: wasn't a funny movie. I had- the uh, Other than, not funny, but really witty lines. There were some real sick burns. Yeah. Yeah. When she calls her sort of friend a slut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, I already he had a date, but I told him you were easy.
1: Like, yeah. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Dang.
0: I mean, her friend did turn out to be horrible. So. Yeah
1: fair play because i think i think when when she said that we looked at each other and i just went
0: (laughs) snaps in z-formation yeah burn get some ice for that burn (laughs)
1: Uh, oh there was also the stereotype of the girl in this case our main character who locks herself in the bathroom at a party like God damn it get out of the bathroom
0: well she did, I mean it, she wasn't locked in she just wanted to get away from people so right. that's fair
1: no but you not the bathroom
0: <laughs> other people need other people
1: it. need the bathroom doesn't matter oh. <laughs> you no obviously more, never no had worse. to lock
0: yourself in a bathroom at a party then Andrew No, I'm a
1: guy I have no emotions
0: <laughs> <laughs> so either make a scene or lock yourself in the bathroom there are only two choices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was also the obligatory scene where the science teacher has to call out the students for turning lab equipment into bongs.
0: Oh, I wrote that down. Always in, I'm diverging, always in any movie about high school or even just science in particular. Growing up as a child, I watched these movies of kids in high school, It's like, I'm gonna take chemistry, you get to mix all these cool colored liquids together. False. There are no colors in real science.
1: <laughs> there were no colors and no cool things in 90s high school science. 80s high school science, a little different. We had a crazy science teacher and he would take chunks of sodium, which had oh. to be kept in kero- kerosene. It had to, to be kept in a, oil, to
0: keep, it oil yeah. to keep
1: it from the air and oxidizing and exploding. But what he would do, he would set up a a tub of warm water, take out a chunk of sodium from this other jar, and he would toss it in the tub of water. (laughs) He ran to the other side of the class and the sodium, of course, would explode. He burnt the ceiling (laughs) tiles. And I think a chunk came out and there was a girl in the class and her sweater got burnt. A hole burnt in it. That's that was the true. kind of crazy science class we had. He showed us how to create nitrogen. So he made a, a, a dirgible, dirgible, dir- dirigible, 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 <laughs> balloon, blimp, a blimp. He made a blimp out of hydrogen. Hydrogen. Then he attached, oh, what is it that burns?
0: Like a fuse, kind of. thing? Yeah, a
1: fuse, but it it burns super bright. Uh, Phosphorus. It eludes me now, but yeah, it it, it burns super bright and he used that as a fuse he lit it in class and it went up and this balloon just put this big flame across the ceiling (laughs) it was the coolest science classes ever
0: my high school chemistry teacher did fill balloons full of hydrogen or it was one was hydrogen one was oxygen and other pure gases to show what happened when you then put a lit match to them (laughs) but my point is nothing changed color So boring.
1: Right. Like, especially
0: when you get onto organic chemistry, it's all just clear liquids and white powders. Mm. And I'm like, I want something to turn purple or pink or blue. So rare. Even when things did change color, it was always just like to a light purple.
1: That would be pretty boring after sodium exploding.
0: Yeah. And all of the glassware they use in these high school,
1: (laughs) high school movies. Is ridiculous. you are not using
0: this glassware in high
1: school. Yeah, the the glassware that they had was mad scientist glassware. Yeah, exactly. Where you have a spiraling tube it's, it's, inside of a glass cylinder. That's, that is not representative.
0: I mean, you do use those, but not for what pouring colored liquids into. <laughs> I digress.
1: <laughs> yes. Off on a tangent.
0: Science! <laughs> <laughs>
1: She blinded it it me with science. science. Ah, <laughs> uh, Thomas Dolby, yeah. that's my jam. Science. That song is is just just a silly pop song. <laughs> Thomas Dolby, amazing musician. His albums are amazing. Yep. Uh, science. <laughs> his other songs are much more genius. <laughs> All right, I'll take but, your word for it. Yes, that's. Thomas Dolby, my jams. <laughs> <laughs> my era. <laughs> One more stereotype is the fact that all of the nerdy guys really just want to be normal and popular like everyone else. <clears throat> I don't
0: know. Did, but did the, the Ray guy, he seemed pretty comfortable in his slightly uh, antisocial behaviors. Hmm. But he, like I said, he wasn't a super extreme nerd to start with because he ended up going to... wasn't the prom in this movie. It was like a weird centennial, centennial. of the high school or of the city.
1: Of the high school.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Because they,
1: they mentioned it was the 100th year since the founding of the high school. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a prom just for kids because the adults were there too who was alumni as well so because when that prom scene started i was like where did they get the budget (laughs) Uh, high school (laughs) students for a prom budget this is ridiculous but obviously they had a lot of money to work with
0: that's most high school movie proms though are in these like fancy hotels with there's always some sort of sweeping staircase to make an entrance always
1: mm. but this yeah in movies
0: in movies in movies right. of course yeah Right. so the budget never seems to uh come into it right. they're never like in a high school gym with cray paper hanging from the basketball hoops, right. <laughs> which is what it was supposed, what it was all the time
1: <laughs> caroline do you what? want to fill us in with some movie trivia since you schooled us already what was that about the about, prom! About the prom in oh, the building. Oh, come in. That
0: in Ogden, Utah. Come closer, uh,
1: come closer. All the closer. high
0: schools use the Capitol building as the venue for their proms. Yeah, most high schools, I guess. Most high schools would hold their graduation at the Capitol building.
1: Ah, well, it, it was a very fancy building.
0: Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> but it wasn't cray paper on a basketball
1: hoop. No, it was crazy. And the statue I didn't understand how that represented anything. They yeah, revealed the statue. Their,
0: their centennial statue and it just looked like one of the other decorations.
1: <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. I didn't get that. Plus, our main character is way up high in a super dangerous place. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting on it. Well, that had
0: to be grand romantic gesture at the prom trope, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that was the one thing I did right. But down. nobody yeah. freaks
1: out either. Everyone's like, oh, "Look at him! He's up there, He's so cool."
0: <laughs> yeah. No, teacher, get down from there. Yeah. Mister So and So, or you'll be in detention for the rest of your high school.
1: Yeah. Career. Nobody was freaking out. Everyone was all. Oh, how cool.
0: Yeah. Or, no
1: almost almost people were going, oh, how romantic.
0: There was absolutely zero adult supervision in this movie whatsoever. At the mm. beginning, when they put paint into like the sprinklers, yes. that was the only time there was any sort of interaction with an adult figure of authority. I mean, right. other than the few like daddy issue scenes, there was no you darn kids happening in this movie. Right. Other than, weird. yeah,
1: they got marched into the principal. Yes. Principal's office, and the principal was hired to look like James Woods. No! Do you know who the principal
0: was? No! Have you not seen the music video, Twisted Sister, We're Not Gonna Take It?
1: He was the oh. dad... What
0: do you want to do with your oh. life? Oh, okay, 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 that
1: was... Yeah. Well, he looks like James Woods.
0: He's a, he's a that guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's a James Woods lookalike alike that guy. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm glad you brought that up, because yeah. I did not piece that together.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was a direct reference, it might have been, because also on the trivia that I was reading, there was a lot of things I didn't notice in the movie, but there was a lot of things they said they snuck in as homage. So when they were talking about Gillian Anderson in the movie, there was a UFO in the background. Apparently, when they ordered their food at Mondo Burger, what was the burger Uh,
1: Meteor Burger.
0: Meteor Burger. Oh, UFO. Meteor. When they ordered their food and they were calling over the PA, they kept saying, Number 9, Number 9, Number 9, which was the Beatles reference.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So I didn't catch that, but I read it.
1: I grew up pissed at the Beatles, so... Uh, <laughs> what? I, I grew I, I didn't up in peak re-
0: Beatles revival
1: I grew up in Beatles hangover time Because the oh, Beatles yeah. were still being played on the radio constantly But they were already gone
0: what, Wouldn't that have been right when John Lennon was killed though? Was that why? Mm. So like early 80s?
1: No, because they broke up in the early 70s Yeah, yeah, yeah They broke up They but
0: they yeah. had a res- but. Did they have a resurgence because of John Lennon
1: dying? No, like, they, at, were oh, they were just super we- popular. They, they were just
0: always. They never went away.
1: They never the went away. But they were not something I could participate in because they were long gone. Right. So they annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> it's only later that I could learn to like them.
0: Huh.
1: So Jessica, was there anything woke or not woke about this movie?
0: surprisingly, it was incredibly woke. I wrote in my notes I go, does this movie hold up under a 2019 lens? And I wrote like it's not a classic, but actually a lot of the elements you go oh, good for you. (laughs) Like (laughs) uh, in 1999 it wouldn't have been the norm. One thing that jumped out at me is that in their friend group, one of their friends was obviously gay, but he wasn't played for jokes.
1: This would be on the the, the party, party committee. The
0: party planning committee, yeah. Party
1: planning committee,
0: yes. Yeah, because he, like, oh, he had the very terrible sunglasses in one scene. Yeah, and he wasn't played for jokes, and there was a scene when they were, like, at the river partying, and he was wearing, like, a sarong as a dress, and it was never played as a joke. Oh, I
1: didn't even notice he was yeah. at the river. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So I was like, oh, that's cool. Because most other films would just play draw
1: attention to it or make make it extreme.
0: Yeah, exactly. Make it super effeminate.
1: Play it as a laugh. Yes. That's true.
0: Yeah, exactly. Another thing was in the scene when Adrian Grenier is trying to win back his ex-girlfriend. He calls to leave a message and she says something like, Tell me the reasons why high school is terrible. The first thing he says is rampant homophobia, and I was like, "Again, great." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a little ahead of its time. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, because didn't
0: I think we noticed in one of the other movies where it was just so many jokes, or like that's gay, or you know, using yes. the bad f word <laughs> and stuff, right? And this one had none of that.
1: That's true. It was surprisingly refreshing compared to the other two movies
0: definitely well the one thing you noticed too was the body confidence (laughs) which is oh uncharacteristic for a teenage girl for
1: any teenage girl or even guy yeah uh then before in the 80s or even now melissa joan hart wakes up well first of all he's in her room which is a little weird and she gets up and she's talking to him and she's just wearing her bra yeah Eventually, she covers herself up when she
0: realizes. realizes,
1: I think, he maybe comments or something. But there were some other things, too, where she was very confident uh, for a teenage girl. Yeah, I did so- Which didn't, didn't really... Uh, that's not very believable.
0: That's true, but it's positive on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on this body positivity kick now because of all the burlesque. I was like, right. good for you! Own it! No one cares.
1: <laughs> but they did talk about... Whether the halter was slutty in the oh, beginning, yeah. yeah. Is it a slutty halter? Yeah. Should you be going to an interview with a slutty halter? Yeah.
0: You look a bit slutty. Or yeah. When Chad Brad ends up with the head cheerleader as sort of a tangential plot, she says, "Oh, that's the slut who couldn't get out of his way." <laughs> but I like, which I was like, "That's not cool. You shouldn't use those words." But it's like I would totally say that. I would a million percent say that, <laughs> so it felt real. Like it didn't feel really like slut shamey. It was more just that bitch. There's always gonna be that bitch. You <laughs> don't care how yeah, you are.
1: Yeah. Something that certainly was of the time was Melissa Joan Hart's mom being new age mom with crystals and candles oh yeah that was so 90s
0: <laughs> i'm not a regular mom i'm a cool mom <laughs>
1: yes
0: <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> mean girls reference
1: <laughs> i think i mean we've already talked about it well, what but... about the white girl dance squad oh, oh the cheerleaders the cheerleaders but they do this dance squad thing but they're oh it was really atrocious. bad thing yeah that was
0: i think that was more symptomatic of no budget for this film <laughs> as it was <laughs> An artistic choice. The Mm. cheerleaders in this film were wearing jean shorts and baggy orange t-shirts and not cheerleading outfits, which I swear was just a budget choice. Mm. They blew all their budget on the Britney video on the Britney song. And possibly the prom scene. (laughs) (laughs) Where there was just no budget for anything else.
1: There was a lot of woke moments in or at least talking woke the main character, curly-headed guy. Adrian
0: Grenier. Yes, oh, him. Chase!
1: Chase! Chase Chase talks a lot of woke stuff, and he seems to believe it. Yeah. So does the AV guy. Oh yeah. Oh. He is probably the most He's got his finger woke. on the pulse. Yeah. When he put together his uh...
0: Like, popular kid shamey video. Yes,
1: where he slides that in and intercuts pep rally, Nazi rally, pep rally, Nazi rally. that was jarring.
0: All of a sudden it's like- That was
1: wow. It
0: was pictures of, it was pep rally interspersed with drunk kids partying to show that they're all kind of trash. But then all of a sudden- Drinking,
1: hitting the bong.
0: All of a sudden it's a balcony in Munich and you're like, what (laughs) the fuck? Where did that come from?
1: (laughs) That was really heavy. But, and
0: then they all started having lizard faces yes. proposed so that they were like... Shape-shifting, shape-shifting reptiloids. Yeah, Come on. Shape-shifting
1: reptiloids. <laughs> as our are... little David Icke reference. Oh, <laughs> David Icke at that point. Yes, yeah. possibly. Could be a David Icke reference.
0: Yeah, I don't know where the whole... All of our world leaders are lizard people David started. Icke. Okay. That was David Icke. All right. <laughs> I just know that's a thing. Like, the queen's a lizard person... The president of the United States is a lizard person. Well, actually, probably it's a lizard person now, but...
1: Every U.S. president that has been elected, the way you can tell who's going to win an election... Is who's the lizard person. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. No, no. The person who has more blood ties to royalty.
0: Interesting. Yes.
1: I feel uh, this there's... is a little
0: conspiracy theory, <laughs> but I'm listening.
1: Okay, yeah, let's not go down that straight <laughs> at all. Dropping another truth bomb, another excerpt from The Truth, Another Damned Lies.
0: Well, I mean, they're all old white men, so if you go back far enough, I'm sure they're related to all the royal, old white royal people from
1: mm.
0: however many yes. hundreds of years ago.
1: Yeah. Okay, the last, maybe the last thing then is their parents hooking up. Oh, yeah. This is majorly problematic. They're hooking up (laughs) and their parents are hooking up. How can you have this under the same roof? Because let's say the parents get married. Now they're brother and sister. They're, (laughs) what what do you get? Is that (laughs) step sister? I know, but it's still under the same roof.
0: This is classic Greg and Marsha Brady. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> but the Brady Bunch could never really say.
0: No, but when they do you remember when they did the reboot Brady Bunch movies? They totally went there.
1: Oh, okay. I did not see them. Because
0: <laughs> they were garbage. Okay,
1: so they're not <laughs> on our they're not on our list. Oh then. they
0: might be, because they're okay. from the 90s. <laughs> garbage movies from the 90s is our brand.
1: <laughs> oh, but it just ended the movie with my head spinning. It's like, oh my God, the parents are hooked up. How can the kids hook up? This makes it weird. Except for Super bedrooms with locks on the doors. Weird. Uh Even still, no, it's it's yeah. just.
0: I mean, it was a bit weird. Maybe in the, the book, there would have been more hints to it because in the movie, the parents didn't interact with each other at all. Oh, maybe oh Don't at the very oh, at the the beginning, very the beginning. milk. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah. Dad, they did.
1: Stop hitting on my neighbor oh, and give me the milk. Gotcha, right. <laughs> right. Right, 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 All right.
0: Alright.
1: Okay, I really well
0: notes.
1: I think we've wasted enough time babbling on about this movie. There what did what so did you much think? To
0: discuss. I I think I already said it. This was a good movie hidden inside of a shitty movie. I wanna see someone redo this story with better acting better budget, better writing.
1: Through the movie, I was having a real problem watching this. This was just a terrible movie. But overall, and by the end of it, I kind of changed my opinion to, this was not a complete waste of my afternoon. So that's a, that's a that's a pretty high rating, I think, for a, this series. A movie from 1999 <laughs> starring Melissa Joan, Joan Hart. Hart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I she agree. was a lot more likable in this movie than in. I uh, see. I can't even remember. Can't the hardly name. wait.
0: They all got names like that. Can't yeah. hardly
1: wait. <laughs> the last one.
0: Jamie Cre- Yeah. Oh, can't hardly good. wait was the last one.
1: So Drive
0: me crazy was this one.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but oh, but only she barely. was so annoying in that one. Yeah, as yearbook girl.
0: Yeah, in this one she had way more dimension. Still not very good actress.
1: No, but you're right. She had far more dimension. Good writing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she had- Snappy comebacks.
0: Yeah, like she was a strong- Actually, she was a very strong female character, even though the whole point mm. of it was trying to get the boy to like her, her character still was really strong because she still made choices. Even when she could have the basketball guy, she's like, I don't want him anymore. Hmm. It's like, well oh, good for you. We don't know how to end these. Guys.
1: We don't know how- Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're still working on how to end these podcasts instead of just tapering out to an incomplete sentence.
1: Yes, like we <laughs> like we just did for the last 15 seconds that got edited out. So, yeah, that's the end of the show
0: for this week. If you are one of our fives of listeners, thanks for sticking <laughs> around. We will make it back for episode four.
1: Where can they find High us? High five. Where can they find us?
0: You can find us on social media at swimcast s-w-y-m-cast on both twitter and instagram and you can also email us at swimcast at gmail.com
1: and as this is episode three if you haven't already figured out you can find us on soundcloud for downloading or hopefully by this time we're on itunes and maybe some of the other podcast delivery systems.
0: I don't know how any of those things work. I know how iTunes works. That's about it.
1: Sorry. (laughs) There are other ones. That's your job. (laughs) Apparently, there are other ones. We have to figure those out. But by this point, we should be on them. And you can find us there. Recommend us to your friends. Yes. Hey, there's an idea. (laughs) I mean, only if you think we're good. And if you think we suck, don't hate listen, please. (laughs) (laughs) You can hate listen, but don't hate comment. Yeah, Yeah, be be nice. Be nice. Please be nice. Be nice in your own life. Just be nice.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll also mention that if you go to SoundCloud, if you want to listen to a high resolution version, you can go directly to SoundCloud, the Swimcast page, and not only will there be an MP3 version, but there will also be a full wave version if you're into huge, big downloads and better audio quality. In case anyone wants to remix us, is that what you're saying? <laughs> you going know, to auto tune
0: no, me? No. That was my biggest fear when you started recording my voice, Andrew. I'm,
1: I am not going to auto tune you. We do not condone being remixed. I'm afraid of super cuts.
0: Crazy. <laughs> Remixes are great, as we learned in this film.
1: OK, well. Stay tuned after this. There will probably be a song by Stermonics edited in, as well as some bloopers.
0: <laughs> oh, there was a lot of bloopers in this <laughs> one.
1: There was a few. I'm sure we can edit some out.
0: I think all of our bloopers are just a lot of laughter.
1: <laughs> no, we're leaving the laughter in. That okay. One, oh. That that one oh that was. It was beautiful. <laughs> that laughter. Don't touch that dial. Next up is a duet between Sturmonics and German guitar player Pios House Music called Languid Summer Evening. Pios House Music can be heard on SoundCloud. Stick around after that for bloopers from previous episodes. And we're back from watching the movie.
0: So, do you like it? Yes. Not wrinkled paper? Yeah, let's
1: not wrinkle the paper.
0: Okay. Oh, I should have not double-sided it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, mentioning Seth Green's character is a good segue into like discussing how this movie actually holds up. Looking at it in
1: 2019.
0: Oh, hmm? did you have more '90s things? Before?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So then. Uh. Is
1: there anything else?
0: I That's or... all my content. I think we're. Both...
1: I, well, we're good on time. So, how do we wrap this up?
0: Um. <clears throat> So, I was thinking I was going to say something about like you want to try and randomly select movies because it's really difficult because there's no one <laughs> has them in a watchable format in 2019. <laughs> yeah.
1: Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real you can touch them.
0: Like. Oh my God.